It's the Blue Vault Cafe, a little bit of wonkish, a whole lot of fun. I'm David Schellenberg, along with Rachel Wigster, the co-chairs of Democrats Abroad here in the Canada's capital region, Ottawa. Hello, Rachel. Hello, David. I needed a breath in the middle of it that time. (laughs) You needed a breath. Yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. Somewhere other made the introduction longer. No one's monitoring. Can you do it in one breath? (laughs) (laughs) Tune in next time to find out. Uh, Who's with us today, Rachel? (laughs) Today we are joined in the cafe by Wayne Liebman, who founded a really interesting um, organization called Blue Voter Guide, and I can't wait to hear more about it. Wayne, welcome. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) It's lovely to have you. Tell us where you are connecting to us uh, from I, I am in the the great city of Los Angeles, LA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, quite almost the other side of the continent from us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and are you ready for a, a beautiful Los Angeles winter? Well, I'm hoping. You know, it's supposed to rain this week. It hasn't rained so far this season. We just got out of this drought, so I'm really looking forward to rain. And uh, we're going to batten down the hatchets in a couple of days, so we'll see. I do have to admit, every time I go to Los Angeles, which has been like all of three times, I think, why am I not living here? I understand why people live in that part of the world. It's actually gorgeous, and the food is amazing. It's <laughs> true. Uh, glad to hear you say that. I'm a native, so I ah. like it. Nice. <laughs> well, tell us about the Blue Voter Guide. What is it? How did it start? What does it do? Okay. Well, um, Blue Voter Guide solves the problem of uh, people who are afraid to vote because they uh, don't want to make a mistake and they would sooner not vote at all than get it wrong. And it turns out there are millions of people like that. Uh, <laughs> young people, first-time voters, and older voters, and also uh, people like us who leave it to the last minute. And so what happens is you put your address in uh, to a window, and then up up pops your ballot. And you see all the races that you can vote in, all the judges and all the ballot measures. And next to each of those is a list of trusted endorsers that are progressive so that in an instant you get an x-ray of who the support is behind all these different candidates and measures. And so you can go and check everything off and you can complete your ballot in minutes instead of hours. And when you're done, you can print it, save it and share it, take it with you when you go to vote or just have it with you if you're voting at home. And we can ha- unleash our full voting power. So that's what Blue Voter Guide is. It's it's specifically designed to solve that problem, get us over the hump, and increase turnout by making it much easier for people to actually vote when it comes to it. Wow. I, I'm just because people will be wondering, you type in your information, is that uh, is it, people will worry that you're saving it. I'm assuming that you're not retaining any we don't. Inf- we don't save information. Um, the only thing you need to type in is your address if you want to see your full ballot. If you just ah. want to look at your state ballot, you can uh, scroll down a little bit. There's a map of the U.S. and you can click on your state and it will show you all your statewide races, but it won't show you any of your local races unless you put in your full address. Address, yeah. right. Okay. But it's not asking for your name or your social security number or any of that stuff. Oh, we don't ask for any of that information right. deliberately, so. Yeah. Right. I love when I type in my street. So in, in the world of people who live outside of the United States, you vote based on the last address that you had in the United States. And when I type in the street ad number and the street name, 
There's a good 50 of these already in the United States. They have to go through and find Iowa, which is the state oh, I come out of. I just did the same thing. I've got three. Uh, others with the same street name, but their drive and road and the one I live uh, on was street. Yeah, yeah, see, I live on good Baker Street, so. Oh, Baker Street. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you have 50. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that's wonderful. So um, how did you come to set this up and why? So the first organization that I was involved with was called SoCal Blue. Um, and um, that was in Southern California. And I can say more about that later. But on that website, people were asking us to uh, tell them about ballot measures in California. And so we got this crazy idea. We thought we'd have a spreadsheet on embedded on the site where every row was a ballot measure and every column was an endorsing organization that, that was progressive. And then we would just go tick off the boxes so that you could go to that sheet, you could find the proposition that you were interested in and just read across the row and see what the support was. So you got that x-ray again. This mm -hmm. was real popular thousands of people used it so at the uh we did that in 2018 2020 and then we thought well gosh this is a really good idea mm -hmm. nobody's doing it that way and there's these other sites that we're aware of where you type in your address and you can see your whole ballot maybe we should do it for california so we decided to go ahead and do that and that was the beginning of blue voter guide there's a longer story associated with that and how <laughs> At going, uh, but we were ready by um, the 2022 election. We went live with this, and we not only did California, but we did uh, eight other states, which were the field team six um, battleground states, and that ah. was two. Um, and then we did many elections in 2023. That was kind of a building year where we made a lot of improvements to the guide and made it the, much more elegant. And the, it's the beautiful site that you see now. And then, of course, in 2024, we're doing all 24 states. And this is absolutely amazing for those of us, I guess, people who live in the United States. But when you live outside of the United States, nowhere near where the, the location is that you vote, it's really hard sometimes to find information on who to vote for on your ballot. Yeah. And when people are outside the U.S., they vote in the district that they were living in at the last district that they had in yeah. the U.S. Yeah. Usually, yes. Okay. Well, that's great. Yeah, I mean, there are exceptions. It's not a it's not a law. It's a guideline. Mm -hmm. But it can be really hard because sometimes you go and you look at your ballot and and you've got 30 different things to vote for. You can and you start Googling at the top of the list to find out information about it. And somewhere around halfway through, you just give up because you've already been doing it for two hours and, and you're out of time. <laughs> well, you know, that's the key. And that's what this guide really is. And I can tell you a little bit more about it by asking you a trick question. Uh -huh. who, who won the 2016 election in the U.S.? <laughs> All right. So because it's a trick question, I'll tell you the answer. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I'm curious. Yeah. Okay, so Vol Voldemort got 63 million Voldemort. votes. Voldemort. Yeah. Right. Hillary got um, 66 million votes. But the she winner did. were the 100 million people who could have voted but didn't. Uh, they won the election. That's a huge untapped reservoir of voters. And as you may know, we don't have a red-blue problem. We have a vote-no-vote vote problem That's if everybody true. is eligible to vote. And so studies were done. Deep dives were taken to see who were these people. And it turned out a lot of them were young. 
And a lot of them didn't want to vote because they were afraid to make a mistake on their ballot. So the question is, what can you do to make it easier for people so that they don't have this fear they can get over that hump? And that's what Blue Voter Guide is addressing. You can study for hours and, and you know, as you described and go through all that. That's one way to do it. But there's this quick x-ray where you can just see who supports who you're looking at. And then you can make much more uh, rapid and confident decisions. And that's what that's what we built. We built it exactly for that. And you've got quite an impressive list of endorsers on your site. Off the top of your head, do you know how many organizations are you linked to from there? Um, I think it's probably around a thousand when you add up all the states, but there's right. Yeah, but we, we haven't done all the states yet. We're continuing. No, I, I noticed that you're, you've done a handful of states. Right. I think 17, but there, there's more. We're adding more now because we're getting into primaries for 2024 20, and we're going to be covering every state. So there'll be endorsers in every state and that map will fill out. Amazing. Um, so how do you choose or vet the endorsers? Um, it's kind of an interesting thing. Um, we look for trusted organizations on the left. These are organ are that are progressive. I don't know. Left has a connotation that uh, some people don't like, but it's mm -hmm. it's progressive liberal organizations that are are trusted. And um, the 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 issue is how do you find them? And what we end up doing, I have a team of about any given time, it's maybe 60, 70 volunteers. Wow. Uh, you start by looking at the candidates' websites and seeing, you know, they will list the endorsers for you. Mm -hmm. So you can click on those uh, endorsers or look them up, see who the endorsing organizations are, and go back to the endorsing organization website. And then we look at who else that endorsing organization is endorsing. Mm. And if, if they are, by and large, endorsing in candidates who are progressive and blue, then we will um, include them in in the database and and we will will trust those but it we have to be constantly evaluating it and we want to use people that are on the ground in the states who know yeah. the states because sometimes we'll get it wrong and you know we need to go back in and say oh oh this is not an endorser we want to have they are endorsing all kinds of people that we don't want and we don't once we pick an endorser we don't cherry pick we don't just say oh we're going to use you for certain candidates if the endorser whatever they endorse that goes in across the board so we're careful with the endorsers but there's many that uh you know that that are a fit for us and so that we use them well, I'm seeing some I've never heard of before. Her bold move, laser focused on electing women to seats that have historically been held only by men. Vote nice. mama. Yeah, increasing the political power of democratic moms by disrupting the systems that hold women back through direct financial support, mentorship, and endorsements. Um, I mean, those are two organizations I'd like to know more about. This is, it's so, a wonderful list. Right, so this but, is a page on your website called Endorsers, and every single state has got... Not every state yet. Well, not yet, everything, but uh, the every state will, so according to Wayne. We yeah. heard it here today. Every state will have a, a list yep. of state-specific endorsements. That's this is a really incredible thing, and this is all built by people who just are happy clicking on candidates' websites and clicking through to the endorsements, endorsing yep. organizations. That's amazing. I have my elves, you know. And <laughs> to do that. They are really, really into that. Some people, um, I work with volunteers a lot, and some people just want to work behind the scenes. They want to be on their computer. They want to do the research. They love that. And they just love the idea that, that they can contribute by doing that. Yeah. Um, 
So we make the endorsers clickable, as you've discovered. You can yes. Just, yeah. <laughs> but we want people to know who, who they're trusting. So, And when you're looking at your ballot, the endorsers listed there are the same. They're all clickable. And you can click on it. And then you can go to the endorser website. And then you can see who else they're endorsing and what their criteria are. And we, and we let people do that if they want to do that, want to make that available. And the candidates are also clickable. You can click on the candidates in you know on your ballot and find out more about them, whatever else you want to know about them. And there are some interesting ones on here, too. P professional firefighters of Nevada and talk about environment hazards encountered for firefighters. So yeah. th these are organizations that I never would have thought of as going out and in endorsing somebody for an elected position. Yeah, we we for an endorser to be, uh, you know, considered, they have to have a website or a Facebook page because that's where we go when we scrape the endorsements. And it can't just be that somebody tells you that somebody's for something. It's got to be there so that we can link back to it so people can look at it. Right. Um, well, you've got major papers here, too. I see the Miami Herald listed um, for yeah. California. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a... It might be in the wrong column. <laughs> <laughs> no, Miami Herald is also listed for Florida. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and what about uh, when you get, especially if you're a Massachusetts voter, as I am, when you get your ballot, there are always many in, what's the word I'm looking for? Turgidly written ballot measures. Do you also look at those? I hate that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that word means. <laughs> it means just what it sounds like. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, they are dense and they are, they often are worded in such a way that you're sure they're trying to trick you to think no is yes. Right. They often are. And they often are. California is particularly that way. And there's a huge amount of money that's spent on advertising, a lot of which is bogus in California. In the 2022 two election i think it was 750 million dollars was spent on advertising for ballot measures in california wow. it really corrupts the system so it's very helpful if you're looking at a particular ballot measure and you can look across and see hum i don't quite understand the wording but i see that planned parenthood says vote no yeah. i see you know sierra club says vote no mm -hmm. i see that all these people do not like i think i'm going to vote no on this thing even though i don't understand it i understand who these people are and who these organizations are and i trust them so i'm going to go with that so those are included on your on the ballot that pops up when you do your little voter guide on oh absolutely yeah wonderful yeah. that's wonderful um yeah because i spend as david said the research you have to put in sometimes to do your to decide how to vote is can be very daunting yeah. um, and it's not just the ballot measures it's i mean how do you, how successful are you because i know the goal would be to go all the way down the ballot how successful are you with the the races at the very bottom we buy our election data if you th if you think about the problem of typing in your address and then seeing all the races that you're eligible to vote in. There's overlapping districts, right? They're not the mm -hmm. same. Mm -hmm. And you know, your school board district might be your local city, but might be different. And then you've got right. your county races and your state race and national, all that stuff. So it's complicated. And when you think about the number of elections there are in the country all over the place, I mean, it's there's 100,000 different elections. It's an enormous problem just to know what your eligible to 
to vote for. So we buy that data from a national vendor. It's a reputable uh, nonpartisan company that goes out to Secretary of State websites uh, and registrars and so on. And, and they give us that data. We access that data through the API that they provide. And we pull that fire hose into Blue Voter Guide and we populate all the data. Um, they have promised us in 2024 that they are going to give us every race in the country. Now, I don't believe that. I, mean, <laughs> I was wondering about that. Yeah, I don't believe that. But I mean, I just had a back and forth with them. I mean, we're, we're populating California now, and I noticed that um, there, you know, there's a school board race in Orange County in California, and it's not in the data that we're getting. So I, you know, I have a my contact there, uh, and I I wrote him a little email. I said, hey. Uh, are you planning on covering, uh, you know, the school board race in Orange County? So let me get back to you. And mm -hmm. so that day I got an email. He says, yes, yes, we're going to be doing that. Just hang in there. We've got that, you know. So I think they're scrambling to try to make good on this promise. But, <laughs> Rash. Yeah, Rash that's going to get perhaps. That's going to get crazy <laughs> in another year when things really go super busy. Yeah, right. It's hard. It's hard enough now. What they what they started by providing was um all statewide races that you could vote in, where whatever state you were in, plus your state legislators, plus all your state ballot initiatives, plus local races for the top 100 cities. Mm -hmm. And I thought they, when you know, that they were going to sort of incrementally say, maybe this time, okay, we're going to give you the top 200 cities or the top 300 cities. No, they said we're going to give you everything. So we'll see. But we have a module um, on the on the bottom of the actual. Uh, selection page where you make your choices. If you scroll down to the bottom, there's a little thing that says, are you not seeing uh, a race that, that should be here? Let us know. And then you can click on that. A little email pops up. You send us an email and then we'll look into that. We have mm -hmm. the capability of adding our own races um, and we don't have to rely completely. Uh, but it's tricky because, you know, they might provided in a week. So we got to check with them say, are you planning on covering this race? And they'll mm -hmm. say, maybe. And then we think, okay, well, maybe we'll do it. And then we'll, you know, but we can't do everything. I mean, there's so many races. So we, you know, we have to buy that data, but the endorsers, we all, we do, that's us. Uh, that's the team and everybody works for free. Oh, I see. All yeah. volunteers. Uh, work at the super low volunteer discount rate of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like Democrats abroad. Yeah. Well, it makes it handy when there might be reason to dock your pay. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what I, I constantly, when somebody does something really good, I say, you know what? I'm going to double your pay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Totally excited about yeah. But it sounds like for people who are um, interested in using the guide, they should probably look at it side by side with the actual ballot they themselves received to make sure that. You know, they know if any information is missing, they can search that out some other way and let you know that it's missing. Yeah. And I, and I think we, we let people know, but sometimes they don't read all the little we try. We try to unclutter the site as much as possible. So it's just really one, two, three, really clear. Yeah, it's beautifully lean. Mm -hmm. I've, yeah. I've been admiring that. Yeah, I, lo I love the site. It's it, it's such a you know I, I go to sleep dreaming about it. I'm just <laughs> and I and I pay my programmers the super low discount price. For the <laughs> 
they, they have right. really literally done millions of dollars of work to, to build this site. I mean, it was a really complicated problem yeah. to build it. And it's an incredible site. And we should mention that there's a little video on it that gives you a, a demo of how it works, which is... Yeah, if you're unsure, um, just click on the video and watch it, and it will it will point out all the things you need to know about how to use the site. Yeah. And I also see that you can, you can uh, view a Spanish version as well, which is wonderful. We have a, um, a Spanish version of the site. It's up on the menu at the top. You just click on, um, you know, Espanol and then everything becomes Spanish, um, except ballot measures, which mm. that text comes from the state and the state doesn't provide that. Mm. So um, because of that problem and because of the fact that there are probably another 20 or 30 languages that we want to do. And we right do them all we're creating a little module where we're going to allow we're going to show people how to get google to do it google will translate the entire site um the translation isn't as good as when you have a professional translator do it no. but it's a translation so that's our next uh module that we're going to roll out where if somebody um you know is uh, a native speaks vietnamese or korean we have a, a, a lot of that there'll be a page where it says okay if you want to see everything in korean this is how you do it one two three and then they can make the site appear in their native That's language awesome. and then they'll get all the ballot measures in their native language which mm -hmm. would be great although you're making me laugh with that idea of translating the ballot measures because they're already in impenetrable prose <laughs> you, you know the saying about poetry being what's lost in translation <laughs> trying to imagine they say, they say things that everybody should be able to understand and probably could in a, in a way that nobody can understand That's exactly mm -hmm. <laughs> when you finally drill down to what it is it's a very simple question often yep. <laughs> with an obvious answer <laughs> um and you also link to something called voterizer.org which is new to me ah well now you're taking us into field team six territory ah so field team six is a sister organization of blue voter guide um i hold a hat at field team six i'm director of operations at field team six there's a oh, lot awesome. with that but um Field Team 6, uh, its motto, as I think you may recall, is Register Democrats Save the World. It is a partisan voter registration organization. They're, all, they're interested in registering Democrats. They're not particularly interested in registering Republicans, as we are not, Blue Voter Guide, are not particularly interested in helping people vote for Republicans. And mm -hmm. you can do that. You can be partisan. You can't refuse to register somebody if they want to register as Republican. But you can erect a force field around yourself that drives people away from you who might want to register. <laughs> <laughs> and draws in people who might want to register as Democrats. That's what Field Team Six does. Um, and there, you did. You, Jason probably told you that whole story. So I think. Probably... Yes, we should say for listeners that if people are just tuning in now, we did interview Jason Berlin from Field Team Six just a few weeks ago, and it's, it's a wonderful interview. Interview, and it's a fantastic organization. Yeah, so. and plus Jason's really funny. I just wish I could be as funny as Jason. He <laughs> <laughs> was a lot of fun to talk it to for good. sure. So, but, but Voterizer was a. Uh, it, there are many sites. Uh, that will answer questions like, are you registered to vote? And, um, you know, what information and all that stuff having to do with registration. Can I vote online? You can't vote online, but can I can I get my ballot sent to me? In California, it's automatic, but in other states, you have to request it. So all that kind of stuff around voting, there's all these websites. And it turns out most of them have, I think every single one of them has what we call the leaky funnel which means that people start out on the site and they think, okay, I'm going to find out what I need to know. I'm going to find out if I'm registered and I'm going to find out about 
you know, voting by mail. And then they have to enter all this information about themselves. And, and then they kind of get lost in that. And then they just kind of lose heart and then they go away. And that's what the field was like. And then, so Jason said, you know what? We just got to do it ourselves. We got to have our own concierge site to answer questions for people who want to know if they're registered and or not, and and if they want to know when the dates of their elections are, and if they want to know uh, what the deal is with voting by mail. So Voterizer was built for Field Team 6 from the ground up, and that's what that is. And so we linked to Voterizer um, on uh, the SoCal, on the um, Blue Water Guide site, and the um, Field Team 6 and Voterizer link back, of course, to, uh, to Blue Voter Guide. Um, and it, it's a really interesting site, uh, the the Voterizer. If you look at it, you can see, and it's got all the different languages. Um, well, actually, no, it doesn't. It has all the different states. It just has Spanish. Um, mm, yes. But it will tell you everything you need to know, and it doesn't lose you. You don't have to input your address, kind of like Blue Voter Guide that way. Blue Voter Guide, you need your address because if you want to see your ballot. But all you have to do on Voterizer is say what state, and then it will give you the information. It will go to the state. You don't have to give them your email or anything like that. And it will take you to uh, it'll it'll take you to the active link on this on the uh, Secretary of State for your state where you have to do business with the Secretary of State. It'll take you right there. So that's the point of sites like that. So that's what Voterizer is. Got it. And I'm looking at it now, and you have warmed my blue heart by having vote from abroad by linking to us there. <laughs> it could be higher up on the page. But <laughs> But it's fantastic that it's there because as um, as our members and our listeners know, we, we advocate for citizens living outside the country to register and request their ballots through a vote from abroad and not directly with their state for a, a raft of reasons that we've mm -hmm. gotten into in other episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and for those of us who you know can vote in U.S. elections but have never really lived in the United States, this, this concept of registering to be able to vote still strikes me as weird. Like... Why, why, why are you not just able to automatically go and vote? Right. Well, we know why, don't we? Mm -hmm. uh, we, we know that, uh, this, you, you know, the project on the um, Republican side has been to make it more and more difficult to vote um, because their policies are not popular. And, and if everybody voted, they would not be winning elections. So their idea is to make uh, it harder and harder so that fewer and fewer people will be able to vote in all the various ways and all the tricks. We all know that. And that yep. gets back to a statement you said earlier that I wanted to come back to, which was that you found that youth were afraid to vote because they might make a mistake. Yeah, isn't that weird? Um, it, you know, I think it's like school. I mean, you know, voting <laughs> is like a test, right? And you get penalized for, you know, guessing why you don't. Right. Yeah. But how, so like, can, can you go deeper on that? Like what, what, what more do we know about how afraid somebody is to make a mistake when they vote? Um, there's two areas it, it it often boils down to news and it's that uh a lot of young people don't trust the news okay and right and so and then the other part of it is they feel overwhelmed by the news so they there's too much of it and the what they can glean they don't really trust so it's kind of a double whammy um and there's uh I do a slideshow where I show all the research that's been done. The Knight Foundation, for example, uh, they did a project called the 100 Million Project, where they looked at those 100 million people that did not vote in the 2016 election because they were really curious, like why do people, you know, what what are the what are the things? And you know, 25 percent of um, young people uh, 
they don't, you know, they have they have trouble voting because they're confused about the news or they're, they're you know, the, the information is 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 not helpful. And then another 25 percent, they don't trust the information. Now, that's not strictly additive, but it means that maybe up to 50 percent, you know, it's it's news has become noise. Yeah, that's that that's problem. a problem. But is, is some of this because there is no such thing as as a perfect human. There's never a case as a perfect candidate either. Like there, there will always be, and, and negative ads are, are frustrating, but they do sometimes point out foibles that somebody has made in the past. And, and it's just people are afraid to vote for an imperfect candidate. I don't know that it's that so much. Oh, okay. it, they don't want to vote for, for some name. That's just a name. Mm. And they, don't really know. Like if you think about judges, everybody tears their hair out about judges. It's only in the last few years that we've become conscious about how important judges are. Yeah. You know, but nobody knows judges. I mean, you know, I, I think there's a good case for you take qualified candidates for judge positions and just pick them by law. Because huh. people, you know, it's like you might as well throw darts because if you don't know them, but that's where, a, you know, a site like Blue Voter Guide comes in and says, well, these are the organizations that support this particular candidate that say vote for this candidate. Well, and, and for so those of us outside the United States, that are still flabbergasted that judges are elected. Like in, in Canada, it's a job that you apply for and, and a panel of people sit and determine if you're qualified to be a judge. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's only some jurisdictions where they're elected. It's not all of them in the U.S. Yeah, Even more right. confusing. Yeah. And but who's I, on the panel? Who gets to be on the panel? How's that work? Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to say, though, it's not just youth who are afraid to vote. It's new citizens, particularly depending on what country they come from. It's it's people who, um, you know, who haven't had that option. <laughs> yeah. And it's a whole new thing. That was the serious thing I wanted to say. The, <laughs> the less, the more frivolous thing I wanted to say was... <laughs> It reminds me from way, way, way back in my television viewing history of an episode of Barney Miller. Yeah. <laughs> which Barney which Miller. I was, I'm assuming at least Wayne has seen some Barney Miller. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it took place, this episode, of course, as they all did, took place in the police precinct and it was Elections Day. And one, I don't remember which of the officers was, was, was worrying the entire episode about voting because he was terrified he was gonna make a mistake. And at the very end, Barney Miller said to him, go vote. And he said, but what if I'm wrong? And Barney Miller said, but what if you're right? Mm. We, you know, we, um, I really became aware of this when um, there were groups of people in uh, Northern California, um, uh, Sonoma County, uh, Swing Left was uh, sending troops down to Central California to register people to vote, young people, um, people who were um, Latino. And um, they got resistance. And when they had conversations with uh, some of the kids, they said, well, you know, it's too hard. And so they began to take with them little postcards that had a, a QR code, a blue voter guide on it, and, and mm. gave out the postcards to these people. When they would register, say, no, we got you covered. Go ahead and register. And when it's time to vote, you just point your phone at this QR code and Blue Voter Guide will help you. And you'll see it's much easier than you think. And I didn't even realize the potential of that. And also for GOTV. Um, yeah. when people would say, yeah, it's a chore. I don't know. It's raining or whatever. And I say, well, you know, tell people about Blue Voter Guide, hand out the postcards. We tell that to activists with the QR code so that people can just go to the site and they can see that it's not, it's fun. It's actually fun to use Blue Voter Guide. So yeah. <laughs> that's wonderful. Do you have any sense of how many people have used it to date? Um, I We do track that in the first, um, in the 2020 
two election where we we only were active by the time of the general, and um, we had like a two month run, uh, and uh, fifty thousand people in the in the nine states that the guide was active in used used the guide, wow. and I was pretty happy with that for something that was absolutely new that mm -hmm. nobody knew about that was only. Um, uh, people were only hearing about by word of mouth. That was great. And then we did these other states. We did another eight states in um, 2023, which is an off year. We had another seven, uh, another 25,000 people use it. Wow. Uh, 2023. So 75,000 people have used it. But of course, we need 75 million people using yeah. it. Lots of growth room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's where you guys come in. <laughs> you're going to only do this podcast from now on. That's all you're going to do. <laughs> Play it, it again every time some people get it. <laughs> well, and, and also on your homepage is, is a link uh, to volunteer. And I, I was just reading through your volunteer form trying to think, how many, I wonder how many volunteers you really need? Because this strikes me as, as a very, very manual process to go and, and look at every single item on every single possible uh, version of a ballot that's going to come along in 2024. You know, when when we shifted to, uh, um, it just you know, when we decided we, it wasn't going to be a sheet anymore on the SoCal Blue website, but that it was, you know, it was going to be one of these sites where you you type in your address and we're going to do the whole state of California. I was terrified, and worse, all the other people that were ha, you know had worked on that so the spreadsheet said, "Yeah, good luck, Wayne. Uh, we're not problem <laughs> <involved in> that." <laughs> And so I, I just thought, okay, what am I going to do? So I ran crying to Jason and I said, you know, what do you think? You know, he said, oh, this is great. Yeah, but we shouldn't only just do it in California. We should do it in all the other eight. <laughs> oh, good luck with that. But, you know, fortunately, I was, uh, you know, one of my jobs at Build Team 6 is that I kind of direct volunteers and build these volunteer teams. So it was very easy for me to pluck occasional volunteers and say, hey, we got a new project. You want to work on Blue Voter Guide? And I encountered people who were really good at this kind of thing. I have a spreadsheet, absolute spreadsheet genius who works with us. Her name is Carolyn. Um, and she, you know, she's from the East Coast. Um, and um, she built these spreadsheets. So it became a lot easier to be organized with um, putting in who the endorsers were endorsing and who mm -hmm. the candidates were. And it became more feasible to do this. And then my great, great um, main programmer, uh, Gerhard, uh, figured out a way to automate that system so that we could just bring, you know, you don't have to enter. Once you get in the spreadsheets, it'll just pull it right into Blue Voter Guide. And then he invented a tool, which I call Gerhard's vacuum, but what he calls it, <laughs> he calls it something else. It's the BEAT tool. And I don't even know what BEAT stands for, B-E-E-T. It's some, it's some techie acronym, -E but it will, it will go to a, an endorser site and it will scan the endorser site. It's kind of like AI and it will pull out all of the endorsements and it will directly import them into Blue Voter Guide. And once we had that, I knew I was not going to need a thousand people to do uh, 2024, okay. all right. 50 states. I could do it with my 50 people. Uh, because this, Yeah. So that was like, that was like great. Now we haven't done it yet. We're not there yet, but no. we're you know, we're we're meeting the ball. You know, they throw the pitch and we hit the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any sense on how many different ballots there could be in the uh, next in twenty twenty four? In any given, you mean like in the general election? Yeah, <laughs> like across if, if, all fifty separate voting jurisdictions and all the counties. <laughs> like every single county's got a different yeah, you're one. It. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely yeah, yeah. getting it. Yeah, thousands and thousands. I mean, for you sure. Know, 
Yeah. You know, it's a permutation combination problem. It's beyond yeah. my math. So you don't even you don't even know how many like ten thousand, a hundred thousand? No, it'd be really hard to count. I, mean, just... I know there's probably a hundred thousand elections, different elections. Well, I've seen different figures for that. Somebody said there's uh, half a million elections in the country. I don't know that that's really true. I um, think I know somebody who might know the answer. Who knows that? <laughs> get them, get them I on. might. Yeah, I might ask that question. Interesting. It's a good question, David. Woohoo! Well, yeah. because yeah, like or I vote in in big. urban. Yeah, yeah. Big numbers. Yeah. Huge. Big numbers. Yeah. Huh. Well, future episode we will have yes, the answer. Yes, I think so. <laughs> um, you were going to tell us about SoCal Blue. Yeah. Well, that was kind of interesting. The um, the first uh, thing that I, I am class of sixteen. And uh, that's how a lot of us uh, refer to ourselves who got right. Out. And most of us, it was, you know, it was it, it, there was no choice involved. It was one of those things that you just did. You didn't have to choose it. You didn't have to decide your body just started doing that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was in Southern California and <laughs> that's a, yeah. I know that feeling. Yeah. Your body sort of gets involved in an election, whether you whether your head thought it was a good idea or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, and uh, Swing Left had just started. And basically at that point, it was a, a it was a website. I think they had one page. Indivisible was getting started. It wasn't anything. It was just a sheet. It was a Google Doc that people would, be, you know, hand out. But what Swing Left said was, um, let's uh, you know, there are five swing districts. There are five districts surrounding the uh, city of L.A. Uh, where um uh, the the um, congressperson that won was was Republican, uh, but that Hillary actually won in that district. So by that logic, um, there were probably enough Democrats in those five districts that they, we could you know call them swing districts. And so there were these five. And so let's go get these swing districts and make them Democratic. How do you do that? Nothing. Nothing. Nobody knew anything about how to do anything. Wow. Wow. Right. So um, the you know it it began with uh, the the great uh, Karen Bass who started uh, through this uh, uh, pack that she had called Sea Change. She started uh, um, uh, hiring buses to take people up to uh, CA twenty five at the time, which is now CA twenty seven, just north of LA, and mm -hmm. to do deep canvassing. And this was early in two thousand and seventeen. And just knock on doors and say, hey, we're here. And uh, don't lose hope. Uh, and uh, let us get back to you and and tell you more when we have candidates. And um, so, and what I saw, especially when the first swing left district uh, uh, group started to form, uh, that I went to this meeting where everybody was really excited and nobody knew what to do, and all the energy dissipated. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. right. And so I I realized we needed. We needed a superstructure. We needed an organization. We needed a way for people to know that Karen Bass was scheduling these buses. We needed a calendar that we could share um, all across Southern California so people could go there and they could see what the different volunteer opportunities were. We had this embarrassment of riches. We had thousands and thousands of people who wanted to help. We just needed to connect them with organizers. So that's what SoCal Blue did. And we went into the district's um, uh, the five swing districts in Southern California. And we organized, uh, we helped to organize these tables of activists from different organizations in different walks. We had people from Dem clubs, um, pop-up groups, swing left, indivisible um, unions, uh, 
acts all sitting at a table which was called an action council so that they could coordinate and uh that wouldn't step on each other's toes they would enter their events into the common calendar and we did this in all five districts and there's a little little movie about it on the uh it's hidden deep in the socal blue website mm -hmm. um we went five for five we, wow. amazing. amazing we flipped all five wow so, yeah now we didn't keep them uh as as karen bass said they were only rented uh and we're still you know recovering but um we you know we're more and more organized and and when we have things like um organizations now like field team six and uh and voter guide and and hundreds of other organizations that are all across the country that are part of this grassroots infrastructure on the left that are completely below you know the horizon so that you know people are not aware of them they they don't get the funding that they deserve to get uh and but they're there and they're channeling and they're focusing all this energy and i think it's going to erupt again uh in uh, 2024 especially if uh if you know who is the candidate which mm -hmm. it looks like mm -hmm. well we're depending on that eruption <laughs> yeah, it will happen you know i mean if it, it's it's actually already happening you know you look at the polls and you know you say oh god we got to worry about this thing but you know polling information is notoriously unreliable these polls are a year out yeah. there's stupid questions that they ask you have to look at like what's been going on well what's been going on is we've been winning elections yes. we've been winning every election you know we only lost that one big election you know 2016 but we've been winning in 2018 we've been winning 2020 and 2022 we've been mm -hmm. special elections all over the place and we now, only lost 2016 for technical reasons oh god that was a perfect storm let me get mm -hmm. into that yeah 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 so yeah well you give us hope <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> well i'm so glad you guys are here and that you are doing this work because it's everything it's it's the horde it's the swarm you know we're all what's the rest all... of the world who's just in many ways clamoring to vote and get involved but also can't quite figure out exactly how do you get started and then who do you vote for and, and right. the more information we can give in a in a credible easy to use format is is what people need. yeah it's fantastic yeah uh, Blue voter guide, baby. That's where you go. Absolutely. Vote smart. Oh, I, <laughs> I was about to read your uh, your slogan and I got it wrong. Vote fast, smart, and blue. That's yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, is there anything that you haven't um, shared yet that you would like to? Uh, just how we got to the word blue and how we, how we decided it was the late, great uh, Senator Paul Wellstone who used to say, um, we all do better when we all do better. And uh, that's really sort of the philosophy, I think, of, of uh, progressivism. And, uh, you know, we want to support candidates who want everybody to do better. And that's what we're all about. Yeah. That's wonderful. Thank you. So use it and share it. On the last page of Blue Voter Guide, you have all kinds of options. And among those, you can uh, send Blue Voter Guide to anybody. You can share your ballot when your uncle or your niece says, I don't know who to vote for. Uh, you can send them uh, a, a link, which they'll open it up and they'll see what, who you voted for. And that's all available on the last page. And, and if you have a cousin, out of state or somewhere and they don't know much about it you can actually type in their address and create a ballot for them oh and, clever right it's not actually it's not a ballot it's a guide yeah uh, and you can send them the link and say here i made this for you take a look this is how i you know this is what i think about your election wow. 
You've thought of everything. That's amazing. Well done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks for coming today to tell us about it. I really appreciate it. Thank you for asking. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your great questions. This was really a lot of fun. And um, yeah, next time I'm going to take lessons from Jason. Want to be even funnier. (laughs) (laughs) That may be an in I think you're well underway. You're doing pretty good. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, guys. Yeah. <laughs> much appreciated. I'm Rachel Oyster with David Schellenberg in Ottawa, Canada. Thank you for listening to Democrats Abroad, the Blue Vote Cafe. Mm-hmm.